You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the smartest guys in marketing. Here with your host, Ray. You don't have to Chris sound Evans. like the announcer at the Dixie Stampede. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to sound like that. Dude, that is one of the greatest shows on earth. <laughs> we're just being honest, guys. We're happy to be here. Taylor Welch over there. Taylor Welch, Chris Evans. What are we talking about today? Tennessee. What are we talking about? We're talking about how to get nonstop sex. <laughs> Even if you're single and nobody likes you. This would be a great headline in the dating market. Not necessarily so for our market. Headlines. You first. Headlines are super important, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here's the thing. This goes back to knowing your market. And we're kind of like curtailing off last episode when we were talking about Facebook ads and images. Yeah. And we'll tell you a story too about a split test that we ran. You know, so many like old school copywriters think that you have to grab your prospects by the throat and shake them into submission with your headline. And that's just not really necessarily the case anymore. People's awareness and their sophistication levels have changed over the years. And the way that you can really connect with people and get them to take action from your headline is to what, Taylor? Is to know your market. Your market, yes. Yeah, so let's tell them the story. So when we first started Traffic and Funnels, and before Traffic and Funnels, we were both freelancers. I don't know if you guys know our story or not, but Chris was running ads and doing like pretty big, big launches, like PLF style launches, and I was doing freelance copy. So I fancied myself pretty good copywriter. I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty, I was pretty good better now, but I was pretty good back then. And I wrote this massive, incredible headline. It was direct response. It was, it was like how to grab your prospects by the throat and force them to be clients using paid traffic. <laughs> it was like old, you know, one legged golfer type headline. And if you, if you've studied copy, you know what that means. And, um, it was like working okay. I think it was like 15 or 16% conversion. I was blaming it on the traffic. Like, Chris, you're an idiot. Bro, you can't get our traffic to work. And then Chris came up with this idea to test another headline. And it was like, how to get clients from ads. And it was like spelled wrong. <laughs> was crap. Like, he didn't even spell clients <laughs> wrong. It was like, how to get clients from ads. <laughs> I did not. You're such a freaking liar. It was oh basically like that. But the grammar wasn't you're even right. Like, they he had a comma in there and it was just like, dude, are you five? And then it like converted like 30%. It just beat the crap out of my headline. And I was, I think that was a moment for us that we kind of realized, okay, the way that people are buying into, oh, sorry, excuse the noise in the background as Chris ruffles around his office. The way that people are convinced to do things today is changing. There's this believability factor now you have to pay attention to when you're writing headlines that back in the day, the goal was direct response is really like interruption based style marketing. You you had to get somebody kind of off the couch and like pacing around their room, excited with the headline today though, 
we've got all of these new mediums like Facebook ads. And it's important not only to know your market, but to know the medium that the ad is running to. And people don't want to be interrupted as much. They just want to not be lied to. They don't want to be played. And so the reason that headline works better is because the believability element was stronger. And just telling someone will help them learn how to use Facebook ads for clients was more believable than telling them we're going to have, teach them how to force prospects to give them money and all of these power words that are less and less effective in a millennial market where people have been ripped off and lied to. Yeah. 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 And they've seen those messages so many times from like right. every angle. Right. Yeah, especially nowadays, like there's so much more volume of messages and messaging to many, many markets. And so again, it kind of goes with what we've talked about quite a bit. It's like go the opposite of what other people are talking and saying, and you're usually going to win. You know, so yeah. when like most of the, the quote top shelf copywriters are using the grab them by the throat type of copy, we just go the opposite. Yep. And it works. I mean, we saw some nice headlines that we throw out to test every once in a while, but I think, I think the biggest deal is there is no, like there are principles that are designed to amplify your game, but there's no substitute for just throwing stuff out there and really seeing what your market responds to, you know, and over time you get better at this. Yeah. That's one thing that we really push our clients to and teach them how to do, you know, when they're launching their offer, that the most important thing is connecting with people and see how people engage. So what are some of the most important elements of an effective headline? Well, I think probably first and foremost is understanding the sophistication level and mm. meeting them where they're at. You know, there's this old analogy and I forget who came up with this, but maybe later if you know this, Chris, you can put it in the show notes. There are two ways to write copy and write headlines. One is, you know, you are creating a bridge from your product to your market. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So your goal is to build that bridge from your product to your market so that you can relate your product to your market in a way that makes them want it. That's the first way. The second way is building a bridge from your market to your product. Sounds like the same thing, but it's actually just the opposite. It's actually going to where your prospect is, meeting them there first, and then reverse engineering them back to you. And I think that's the most important element first and foremost is what does your market need to hear for them to take the next step? And in some markets, it might be, you know, like in the dating market. If you're selling to people and all they want is nonstop sex, well, you meet them there. <laughs> but if, in your, if you're in our market, people don't necessarily want to be glamored with like the big, crazy, unbelievable goals. They just want to know how to get in control of their business. And so for our headlines, they're more simple, they're more down to earth, they're more authentic. Does that make sense? Is that what you're looking for? Or yeah. are you looking for something else? No, that's good. And I think believability for your market is like the thing you need to focus on. But you have to know yeah, your like, market. It goes back to that. If you don't know your market, you're not going to know what they believe or what they don't. Yeah, a good example of that is like we don't really tell people how much money we actually make because mm-hmm. we tried that for a while and then people were just like, eh, liars, show us your bank statements. It's like they does not compute. Like they couldn't even wrap their heads around it. And so that's another, I mean, that's a real life example of like that believability meter. Yep. And 99% of the people that we work with for the first two months of them working with us, they can't even imagine like what is you know, 400 K a month even look like they don't even know that that's even real Mm -hmm. for an entrepreneur. 
without a team, you know? Yeah. And then I think another thing about your headline is you want it to give the person confidence, not manipulate them to read the next line, but you want that headline to give them confidence to keep reading. And this yeah. is something nobody else is talking about. You know, you see like, you know, like Joe Sugarman is the one that pioneered this. It's like the job of the headline is to get someone to read the subheadline. And the job of the subheadline is to get someone to read the first line. Bro, are you listening to me right now? I'm listening to you, man. Oh my gosh, dude. What was I going to say? You're basically talking about the slippery slope. The slippery slope. The headline needs to give the person confidence that they can keep reading and it's not going to waste their time. Yeah. Copy is one of those things that when you get good at this, you get good at everything else too. Yes. I'm shaking my head right now. Chris is like doing something else. He's like running no. in the background. <laughs> no, what I'm doing is I'm pulling up Ogilvy headlines because it just makes me think of Ogilvy, you know, with what we were talking about. Like he was really good at pretty simple headlines. One of his most famous headlines was the Rolls Royce headline where he says at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in the new Rolls Royce comes from the electric clock. Yeah. Let's just keep going through them. How to create advertising that sells. Uh, okay. That's pretty simple. That's like a Chris Evans headline. Yeah. How to, um, how to win friends and influence people. That's obviously not his headline, but that was like hugest selling books of all times. Hugest. Love that. You sound like Trump. Hugest. Uh, surprise. Amsterdam now one of the four most popular cities in Europe. It's another Ogilvy headline. Introducing a $13,500 sedan that promises the most remarkable driving experience of your life. How women How they, over 35 can look younger. Yes. How American Express protects its clients traveling abroad. See, these headlines, like, they're not crazy, 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 but he was such a fan of really marrying the market mm -hmm. and be falling in love with the prospects reading the ads. And he was a master of direct response, too. How to advertise travel. Oh, that's a great headline. I like this. How to make award your top executives with a sabbatical year in Britain on half pay. Ooh. Bro, I'm going to give you a sabbatical. Bro, I like that. How to tour the USA for 35 pounds a week. What's under the bonnet of a Rolls Royce? I don't even know what bonnet means, but I like it. I like that, bro. I want to read that ad. Yeah, so this is like a good example, too, of like how we find inspiration as well. Yes. You know, it's like we have at our disposal at all times, typically on our desk or in, with arm's length, is a bunch of headlines from Ogilvy, from Halbert, from Schwartz, from these legends. Just to look at like <laughs> David Letterman, <laughs> Jay Leno. Mm. But to inspire us for our own copy in our own market. You know, yeah. these guys who have like, run millions and millions and millions of dollars in, in advertising to these successful headlines that have worked. Yeah. And there are new guys that we love too. One of the things like, you know, a friend of ours, Mr. Kern, I think he does a really good job at understanding his market. If you study Brunson, you know, some of these guys that are playing the game really well today, you can study those guys too. You don't have to just study old school. But one of the best yeah. ways to get good at this is just to collect these ads and start copying them out by hand. People ask me all the time, how did you get good at copy? This is how. I have 2,000 ads in an Evernote folder, and I copy them out by hand, and you keep a notebook with you, and you capture ideas, 
that pop up while copying this out or like, you know, recently because I'm such a good business partner, I went to uh, FedEx Kinko's and I had them print all of the Gary Halbert newsletters and it's two giant binders, like a thousand pages plus. And I'll read through those and Chris will read through those and like you have a notebook next to your desk and you just capture ideas that come to you while you're reading. That's how you get good at this copy stuff. And anybody that's good today, I would venture to say anybody has, it has done this. Yeah. And it's trained them to think this way. It's yeah. important. Yeah. And even just having a passion for copy. I look at everybody, everything that is trying to sell me. When I get direct mail from like financial institutions or whatever, I go through it all because I love advertising and I always want to be looking for ideas and what people are doing to try to influence me and lead me to their product. Yeah. To pull out my credit card. And so, you know, when it just becomes second nature too, you know, you're just going to be, you're going to become better and you're going to just dominate your marketplace. hundred percent, bro. You've dominated your marketplace. I dominate life, man. Dude, I like that old Navy shirt you got on. Did you get that yeah. at a discount? Yeah, I got on the uh, discount rack. Do you dress yourself or does Missy pick out your clothes? You kidding me, dude? Missy is like super embarrassed by how I dress. Dude, I'm, I am too, kind of. I wasn't going to say anything, but. No, that's just my super sexy advertising pictures. Do you have any good jokes you've thought up lately? No, dude, I don't joke, bro. We're pretty much, All we business. talked as much as we can about headlines. So like, if you have anything else, throw it in here. Yeah, I think that's it, man. If you guys have any courses on pickup lines, make sure you send them to Chris. I'll give you his address because he needs help with, he needs a pickup flow. <laughs> Bro, no, I'm actually happily married. So that's what you need it for. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. I just I'll imagine like, he's, I just he's imagine, right now. I imagine our outro music going right now and how cool we sound over the top of it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, they probably didn't even make it to that point. Whatever, dude. What are we talking about next week? I don't know, but it's going to be the best podcast episode. Let's let's talk about let's go let's take it back to the roots. Let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk about that next week. So you guys just hop on next week. We're going to talk about some of our biggest mistakes and failures, embarrassing moments because everybody has them. Nobody's willing to talk to you about them, but we are. Embrace the embarrassment. All right, guys. See you. This is the podcastfactory.com.